Good morning, you Eternals. Here we are back again with another episode of All the Eternals. This is episode number 13, chapter 13, if you will. And I have a surprise announcement at the end of this. Today's reading is going to be a little bit longer than we're used to, so we better get right into it. By now, the picnic was over, so they all decided to walk around for a while and maybe tour the loop. The war is beginning in America, and it's in Neil's stomping ground. They watched as the carriage with the baby, a parent baby, rolled by and Suddenly, somebody appeared and walked over to the baby carriage uh, and got a package from it and walked off without a word to the mother. Then they noticed another person off to the left, maybe 50 yards or so away, and he was talking to a young man who apparently handed him a lot of cash. The young man, in turn, went over to the carriage. Now, Neil, knowing about the war in the neighborhood that he lived in, realized what was going on. He said, that's a drug deal going. What they're doing out of that baby carriage is, they're not riding around with a baby. They've got drugs in there. The guy over to the left, he I know him. He was one of the guys that beat on me back in the neighborhood. Now, our kids are headed that way. we got to go get them. Neil didn't wait. He trucked off immediately and grabbed hold of the kids and said, Hey, come on, we're going over to the museum now. So, situation averted. The first stop then was at the Goodman Theater, and that was accidental because the location was right there in the, on the lakeside of the Art Institute. The doors were open, so they walked in, but the lobby was empty, and they saw behind the auditorium was open and well lit, so they walked in there too. A fellow over to the side said, excuse me, folks, see the theater is closed now for cleaning. The matinee begins next week with a new play. I suggest you call the, the, the box office next week between noon and three, and meanwhile, if you go back out and turn right to the corner and left a couple of blocks, the art museum will be across Michigan and you'll be able to see it, Caddy Corner to the left. So look for the big lions on the front. They're on the steps on the balustrade going up. Uh, before you open the door, they're there until 5 p.m. today. So a couple of blocks later, they arrived at the front entrance of eight and seven steps flanked by two lions, one on each side, and leading into a magnificent arched entry, one of three. Wow, I thought there were a lot of steps to get in, but look at this. They were confronted with a massive staircase that went up into yet another balcony uh, fenced off area. 
that's where the museum started. Apparently they had landed in the lobby area, an information booth right in front of them, restrooms off to one side, and a store. And the people were everywhere. They must be hundreds here. And Zilla looked, well, look, we've got to pay to get in to see the exhibits. The kids are free. Cameron and Cora can get in, but we adults have to pay. Or we could just hang out here and maybe visit the shop and see what's in there. Let the kids go on a tour. Remember, we can just sit around and watch, maybe get a cup of coffee over at the cafe there, have a piece of pie, or just uh, maybe have a piece of cake. <laughs> Offered Frankie. What do you think, Neil? Well, the admission will cost a C-note for all of us. So why don't we give a look at the store here and listen to what happened, what people are saying after the visit, and check it out. Maybe we'll have something that we might want to see or some exhibit we want to go to. We might want to actually just enjoy the store. And Cameron looked up at all four adults and asked, Well, if our mission is to see people and watch them, does that mean, does that, mean that, uh, like our, our, that we can go see like authors, you think? Well, uh, Cameron, Flo said, that is so true. The artists had to give everything they could to watching people. I mean, even for landscapes and still lifes and abstract sculptures and architecture, even all those steps and stairways, it's all very artistic stuff. And somebody had to be watching. The stairs, for example, have to be in a certain place leading to another place so that people can go to that other place. So it's really all about people, isn't it? Why don't you clue us into the artist's point of view? But more importantly, keep in mind that artists watch people so they could create these works. That would appeal to their audience, their needs, their wants, their desires. Let me say it again, Cameron. You nailed it brilliantly. Cora beamed because she knew her brother had shed light on things, and he was brilliant inside, deep in spirit, and yes, she thought he was bright in mind and personality. I just love my big brother. Well, Zilla, let's go shopping, said Frankie. So Flo cringed a little inside, and as she wondered why it bothered her that Frankie spoke to Zilla, Huh, what's going on? So, ha, uh, two can play that. She grabbed Neil's arm, saying, Yeah, let's go shop inside for a little while. Cora chimed in asking, Can we go see exhibits? We've got our phones with us, just in case, and besides, guards are everywhere. So with that, with that everybody exchanged mobile numbers and gave their messengers so that they could get hooked up and connected and we would be able to call as needed keep track of each other. Cameron and Cora took a tour. It was free to kids, you know, and safe too. It was a school tour and had room for two more. Serendipity. Now the pairing of Zilla with Frank 
quite pleasing to Zilla. And flow with Neil, just as pleasing to Neil, continued. The quartet moved on into the store. Flo looked up to catch a glance of the smug look on Zilla's face, and <laughs> as she leaned in possessively on Frank's arm. Disgusting. All this, and now she, like, felt possessive grip that Neil had on her arm, and Flo pulled away abruptly and firmly. Neil's ego was a little bit punctured. Uh, he flushed and asked, did I do something wrong? Flo said no, and she went silent. Lost in her emotions, she felt bad about her reaction, selfish, jealous, emotion, repulsion, a nice-seeming person that Neil was, but Flo wanted to be better than that. She just wanted to, well, so she said a short prayer, one of her favorites. My mother, Immaculate Conception, Mary, make my body pure and my soul holy. She followed that with a Hail Mary prayer and said, and this is all in her own mind, by the way, quietly, silently to herself, my mother, free me this day from mortal sin. Closed day began to flow the right way. Neil, though, was disconcerted and not a little bit aggravated. If he kept nursing this event, he'd probably let himself get very angry, and he didn't want to do that. Now, Frankie, on the other hand, was enjoying himself, not to mention Zilla's company, her warmth, her softness. He couldn't help that. That was very human. Uh, she continued to press in upon him. That was a little bit extra, but... Uh, he didn't seem to mind. At least that's what he thought. He didn't seem to mind, but maybe he didn't mind. He probably should mind. Oh, get a hold of yourself here, Neil. Uh, Frankie. This could get out of hand. If I don't chill out. Besides, Zilla's attractive physically, but so is Flo. But what I feel toward Flo is something safer and comfortable and really strong. The greeter in the store interrupted, offered them some free brochures, leaflets, and welcomed them to look around. And if they had any questions, please remember to call on him or any of the other clerks. All the projects go to support the work done by the artist. And, of course, to help support the continuation of the museum exhibits. Look at this place, Frankie said. They've got art. Sculpture, ties, clothes, jewelry, books. Whoa, and more. I love that. Look at this, Frank Lloyd Wright, a glass panel. I wish I had a place for it. Yeah, actually, exclaimed Zilla. They even have a uh, doormat of Frank Lloyd Wright design. Avery Conley Playhouse. I'm going to get that for my room. 
at our place. She grabbed it up. Here's an e-book, said Neil, holding up the Art Institute paintings from the 19th century to the present. I might enjoy that when there's time. He grabbed that up. Hey, check out these. And the lion in the museum and the magazines, stuff like bookends and paperweights and I just might grab a couple of these for myself, said Flo. Or maybe a scarf will work just as well. Let me think about that. Ah, look, here come the two C's, Frankie pointed to the kids in the lobby where they're coming from. They were headed their way. Where we're going? We're moving now very close to the end. We've got about eight pages left to do and we're going to finish them up today because I have a surprise announcement coming, right? This is Pat McGill talking or TJ DeCamera getting ready to write this down. You'll see in a moment what I'm talking about or hear in a moment what I'm talking about. Let's continue. Each one carried their own uh, bags and their stuff to get up and each has to get down when they climb a tree they have to find another way there has to be a happy ending for space to grow and Neil has a hassle at the checkout Flo and Frankie can confront their conflicts with each other Zilla continues bapping Frankie Frankie and Neil get into it Zilla and Neil feel like outsiders. The two C's help the adults, uh, well, lean and relearn how to get along. That records it all. Noah introduces the play. Jim Gordon directs the action. George Cody manages the set. The finale is a happy ending. And this is the end, or finale, of this production as it is to this day. All the Eternals are you and I, everyone. An Italian man, Saint Padre Pio, understood this and he understood that continuum of eternity, he knew that energy is never lost, never can be transformed, but it can be transformed, but it can never be lost. Energy he seemed to believe is eternal. And so are we all. And that's the end. As a reminder, a postscript, I have other books, Ariana, then I have Incognito, I have a uh, prayer journal in the works, and some ideas for others. All of these are going to be published next year, and here's the announcement. What's coming up next is fully edited, properly published works in ebook format. All of the marketing is arranged for, the editing is arranged for. I'll be probably asking for readers. If you're interested, let me know. I'd be happy to give you some readings to take a look at and maybe give me a report on. The publisher then is Patrick J. Chalmers, that's me, writing as 
PJD camera, you can come to my page, Patrick J. Chalmers Communications, on www.pjdcamera.com. We're in Ocala, Florida, in a place called Palm Cay. It's a nice little hometown for us. This is printed in the United States of America when the time comes. Jericho, did you know, was City of the Palms. So could we say that we live in Jericho? Well, I don't know what Joshua would have thought of that. Pat McGill is a character who is found in, well, Ariana, All the Eternals, and the new book that's coming out, Incognito. He's a philosopher, a warrior in, India, in Ariana, an omniscient playwright in All the Eternals. We have a lot of good to do. His motto, Opus Populi, Ad Majorum Glam Dem Dei, which means God's people, all for the glory of God. His banner says, In Spero Avanti, that is, in trust we advance. From about 1906 to 1937, in the state of Illinois, there was a real Pat McGill. He worked for the Peabody Mine, number 53, and that's where he died. He had a brother-in-law named Kenneth Love. Kenneth was a, an assistant manager at the mine, uh, a different mine. It was another one around the corner. And he too died in the mines, but he died as a hero. Not only that, but he got hit in the head and succumbed to his injuries while he was working on saving some co-workers, which in fact he did do. The workers survived, even though Pat had given down his life, or Kenneth had given down his life. So the McGills had some pretty good cousins. Kenneth's wife was Sarah McGill, sister of Pat McGill. McGill has a motto that means sine fine, that is, without end. It means stranger without land. And at one time they were kings of Ireland and even Norway. There was a fellow named Gila Patrick McDonaghid, who was king of Ostrich, Ireland. Gila Padraig was king of Waterford Island back in 982. He was the son of Imhar. Gila Patraig, king of Ostrich. Don Clade, king of Osage. The McGill clan is so ancient, it predates history, as does its motto, seen within or without end. They are descended from kings of Ireland, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Scotland. And Patrick McGill is one of these people of the clan McGill. It is recorded that their reach was over all 
of Iraq and even Europe and Sumer. So by doing Oddity of Creation, we come to Pat McGill as he appears in Ariana, All the Eternals, and Incognito. Pat lives up to the idea of the Eternals without end, seen a fiend. All, so he continues, you might say, as part of the whole Megillah. He's descended from the blue, painted people, the Picts. He is portrayed as a warrior in Ariana, as a playwright in real life, in all the Eternals. And we'll wait to see how he shows up in Incognito, which is still a work in progress. With a history like that, it's impossible not to go on. And, dear listener, that is exactly what we're getting ready to do. Go on. From this point until the end of the year, in fact, until my birthday, you probably won't hear a whole lot out of me on this channel. Uh, I'll be posting some blogs from time to time to keep you, post, keep you up to date on on uh, what I'm doing and where I'm at in the publication process. But next year, uh, with my editor's help and some other people that we'll name as we go along, we'll get the job done and we'll have three books published next year. Ariana 2, which is a full revision, actually a whole new book, based on Ariana 1, the first one which was published in 2011. We'll also have All the Eternals, which you just heard published on this channel. And Incognito, hopefully, will also be written and published. So, as you can tell, I'll be busy for a few weeks. And then for another year. God willing. And, you know, as I approach my eighth decade. Let's see. No, I guess it's going to be the ninth decade, isn't it? I'm 80 now. Soon I'll be 81. That's January 15th coming up. So yeah, this is the ninth decade. Amazing. Nobody would ever thought it. Not me in particular. Well, that's enough out of this. I'm Pat Chalmers. Patrick J. Chalmers Communication, www.pjdcamera.com, signing off. Have a great holiday season. Happy Thanksgiving and Happy Christmas and Happy New Year. And please remember to keep Christ in the season because without Him, we're nothing. Amen.